welcome to the Driving for Better Business podcast today, celebrating women working in transport, fleet management and road safety. So driving and riding for work presents one of the biggest risks to business and addressing those risks often involves fresh new thinking. So with me today is Sadie Weston, who established employee recruitment in 2005 and a specialist driving recruitment agency. So Sadie, lovely to see you again and thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you, Sharon, and thank you for having me. Sadie, tell us about your journey of getting into recruitment and working in the logistics sector. Sure. Um, I fell into a career in logistics, as as many of us did. Um, I think before I even knew what logistics was when I was 19, I started working for a specialist driving agency. Um, and quite early on, unfortunately, during that placement, I, I saw firsthand the importance of compliance and safety following a major road traffic accident. So when I was around 21, um, I set off with all my all my new learning and set up my own driving agency, Employee Recruitment. Employee specializes in the supply of logistics staff, mainly HGV drivers on a, a temporary basis to haulage companies. Um, And because of my attention to detail and desire for continuous improvement and standards, I realized quite quickly um, that many driving agencies weren't compliant. They didn't fulfill their obligation um, in regards to driver's hours and working time directive, despite all of the legislation that's in place. So I identified a a need for change and I wanted to do things differently. Um, So... Following on from forming Employ in 2005, I have dedicated my career to changing the perception of HGV driving recruitment agencies through raising standards. Um, My vision back then was to create a successful driving agency with 100% compliance at its core, and that's definitely been achieved in in the subsequent years. When we began, though, that, that was quite a challenge. We relied on a lot of manual processes to achieve this vision. Um, I invited in all legislative bodies I could think of to check our manual processes um, until the, such a point that they were sufficient. Culture was also really important to me from, from a young age um, for the colleagues, for the drivers and the clients. And we now have very well-established brand promises that focus around um, honesty, humility, and and respect for everybody. And what I found to be my greatest challenge when when working in employee was finding a piece of software that that managed the process of driving recruitment start to end with with a focus on compliance. And it, it didn't exist. So I started to use a piece of software that, um, met that requirement closest and then I went on to buy the company um, which is now um, a business in its own right known as DRS driver recruitment software which is a a SaaS platform that streamlines and automates the recruitment process of HGV drivers end-to-end. The introduction of DRS into employee eliminated the majority of manual processes and it streamlined the business, achieving a 25% reduction in overheads um, through automating the resourcing, planning, compliance, finance, and management information driving agencies rely so heavily on being accurate. So 
going back to my earlier vision to improve the perception of logistics recruitment throughout the UK and seeing the results within employ, in 2019, I went on to offer DRS to other driving agencies. Um, by that point, I'd got a tried and tested and proven solution, uh, which was employ, and that DRS enabled employ to double, reduce overheads, and remain 100% compliant in, in real time, which um, improves road safety and protects our drivers and our customers. And then aside the businesses and in a bid to bring agencies and clients together for the greater good. Um, I'm also the divisional director for team and hold a seat on Logistics UK governance group for driver agency excellence. And within these diverse roles, um, I believe I've created an environment for collaboration to share best practice with other driving agencies and move away from that stigma of keeping all of our information um, under lock and key. And then later with that um, collaboration, we've been able to go to operators um, in a bid to align agency standards um, and margins. Um, you'd be lucky to have a conversation with me where margins don't crop up. They're very important. Um, I understand that agencies work very, very hard in a reactive role to meet the client requirements and to ensure that the standards are aligned Agencies need a margin to reinvest um, to the same level as hauliers do in training staff, systems and accreditations and so on. And since neutral vends entered the marketplace and hauliers saw an opportunity to standardize low margins, in my opinion, that's only served to halt the progress of many driving agencies. And I would like to see an improvement in how we all work together so that the compliant agencies who are doing their very best with processes are rewarded by being offered more work first um, and it, it no longer comes down to low margins, power or, or rebates. Um, employee have been lucky enough to uh, maintain decent margins um, throughout its trade and have benefited by being able to continually invest. And as a result, um, some of the most recent um, initiatives we've seen this year is the introduction of crisis cover, which provides access to transport lawyers in the event of a, a blue light incident. Um, E-learning for HGV drivers um, from Road Skills Online, a driver benefits package, um, and a 12-month HGV driver-specific wellbeing campaign. And I, I think that brings you right up to date, Sharon. That's lovely. Thanks, Sadie. Um, so our Driver for Better Business programme encourages and supports operators to look at what they've got and evaluate their practices and take the necessary steps to enhance performance. You mentioned team there. For those people listening that, that maybe don't know about team, can you kind of share how it's really supported and, and benefits um, you at Employ, but also those other members? Yeah, of course. Um, so TEAM stands for the Employment Agency Movement, and it's split into different divisions for different sectors. Um, so speaking about the, the driving sector, um, it's really uh, a really easy environment for driving agencies to come together. Um, we have guest speakers on um, and we have we have training specific to to driving agencies. In fact, I'm just organising an event for the 3rd of November to bring where I expect there to be around 50 driving agencies. And it's a focus on what to outsource. 
So we've got various suppliers coming in um, to pitch their product for 15 minutes and focus on what value that is going to give back to the driving agency. Is it time? Is it financial? So that agencies can focus on what they need to do best, which is really customer service to both the drivers and the customers. Um, and they don't need to get bogged down with administ administrative processes, um, as well as the collaboration, which is the best I've seen um, within the driving agency sector. Um, there's also uh, shared resources, um, so things like terms and conditions. There's access to endless training. Um, and as a community, um, team really does feel like a, a bit of a family within the industry. Um, we've got WhatsApp groups so we can share problems that we've got and somebody's always there to help. Um, so I love team and would encourage any driving agency to consider joining. That's great. So Sadie, I know that you're always pushing the boundaries to get better yourself at employee. So um, tell us about um, investors in people, ISO 9001. What, how does that help you? Um, so over the years, um, <laughs> I, I've signed employee up for most things, um, and we learned an awful lot from investors and people um, around culture and and trust. Probably being the main thing, how to look after our people, and in return, we found that if we look after our people and we trust our people, um, they bring a lot back to the business. Um, something I'm prepared. To I've already prepared to touch on later is things like um, I employ a lot of working mums. So we wanted to look at benefits that were really suitable for working mums. So things like contribution to childcare, flexible working hours, work from home uh, and things like that, which aren't common within our industry, which, as you know, is, is male dominated. Um, and sorry, just to touch on ISO 9001, that meant that we'd got... Um, a library of policies and procedures um, that informed our people how how to run the business in a consistent in a consistent way. That's great. You touched on working mums there. I know from previous conversations, Sadie, that over the years supporting and inspiring other women, whether this be staff, drivers, or clients, is something that's really you're passionate and is close to your heart. So, why is it so important to you? Um, I think that comes down to I would love to see more women in logistics. I stumbled on this industry, as, as I said, um, and I'm constantly impressed by the women I meet in the industry. Um, I worked with a lot of men when I started out in the early days, and some of those men taught me how not to do things, and some some of them inspired me. Um, and I've had the privilege of working with many great women, um, one of whom is a, a coach that I use, Claire Barnett from um, Synergia Coaching. Um, they have a focus on organizational development and that put culture at the top of the list for me. I also work with some excellent women um, these days, um, Leslie O'Brien of Freightlink Europe um, and Charlotte Lemaire. Both are very inspiring in and they're, they're on the same mission that, that I'm on. They want to see improvement for HGV drivers and road safety. Um, um, that's really where I'd, I'd like to see the whole industry going. Um, 
women, I think logistics is a perfect industry for women. Um, women are, have a very detailed understanding in, into their subject matter and we tend to remember quite a lot, um, much to the pain of our partners from time to time. Um, and we're able to provide tangible data for improvement. Um, so, I, yeah, I would love to see more women. I think I have employed around 40 women in my time at employee and now at DRS, often in their first job in transport. And we've had a real high commitment to their training um, from great companies like the REC, Logistics UK, um, wellbeing coaches. And now a lot of those women are, have stayed in the industry, which which is really important. Um and gone on to uh, hold really important roles within the industry. Sadie, you mentioned there that you stumbled into the industry yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you think we can uh, showcase uh, and, and kind of promote the diverse roles that are available to us? What more could we be doing in schools and, and in universities to open up that awareness? Um, something, that, something that I do. Um, I think we've all got to do our own, do our bits. Um, so on occasion, I go into schools and I talk about my career in logistics, um, what's that, what that has looked like and the various opportunities. So I think school is, is a crucial starting point. And something that impressed me yesterday, um, my son's just about to choose his options and he came home having answered 100 questions um, online, which had populated his um career choices and based on his strengths and preferences. And I was really pleased to see that um, logistics manager um, came up as his um, third recommended job role. When we were at school, we didn't have that. I think we had an hour with a careers advisor and logistics was unheard of. So to see that difference nowadays is really positive. That's great. And I've got to say, I remember my career's um, hour, as you, as you say there. <laughs> Um, I said I wanted to work in logistics and they told me the only job ever available to me would be a driver to go and find something else to do and come back when I was 21. That was my oh, advice wow. from my career's advisor. That's shocking. And how did you know you wanted to work in logistics at that early age? Uh, it was a family thing for me. Okay. okay. So many of my holidays were spent in, uh, in a vehicle, travelling around, map planning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's often the case, isn't it? It, is, it, it is. comes from the family, yeah. Um, so any professional fleet operators out there will want to know that all their drivers, whether they're temporary or employed, they want to drive safely and responsibility. Um, so there are thousands of recruitment businesses out there, and they and as you, I think you said earlier, they don't all work to the same standards. This does impact on road safety. So what are the key areas that you'd recommend to a fleet operator out there um, to look at and explore when trying to engage with a new agency so they know that there's going to be no negative impact um, to their compliance, to safety, to their operator license? Um, I think that stems from the, the setup meeting um, that's held. I'd be looking for an agency that goes through a, a rigorous setup who want to know all about the day in the life of a, a driver whilst driving for that operator, want to know all about the insurances, how long the driver must have held his license, how many penalty points, what type of inductions available. And you want your agencies pushing for this information. 
if the agency starts to supply blind, then um, I would really question the service that, that you're going to get. Um, something else I'd be looking for is um, accreditations. Um, something that I'm very passionate about is Logistics UK's Driver Agency Excellence Scheme. Um, it's the only audit that really um, audits the agency on their processes um, for driver engagement and management. Um, so a bit about the the audit. The audit is looking at the core business standards, things like terms of, of engagement, insurances, staff training and policies. And then it's also looking at driver recruitment standards. Is the agency obtaining the right identity, uh, identification for right to work and of qualifications? Are they adhering to the client's requirements in terms of insurance, um, AWR, pay parity? And then things like driver management standards, so collective stroke workforce agreements, um, working time directive, management of EU driver's hours, and how the agency are, are confirming the shifts and planning these drivers that they're not seeing day to day. So for me, the biggest tick um, an operator could look for would be an agency that can demonstrate those robust processes through the driver agency excellence accreditation. Of course, as an operator, you may wish to create your own audit, um, which I would recommend, and audit your agencies against your own processes. From what you're saying there then, Sadie, you'd always recommend that operator going to actually meet with the agency and seeing the processes they've got in place, sort of back office to support the operation? Where possible, yes. Um, that's not that's not always practical, but nowadays we can all, you know, we can jump on teams um, with as many people um, from wherever in the country. And yeah, I would have a specific list of things that are important um, to the operator and I would be asking the agency to evidence those processes through through a meeting, yeah. It's mm, good advice. So the last two years have seen many obstacles for us all. Um, pandemic, driver shortage. Do you think they've changed the operator's perception of temporary war workers and the flexibility that they provide to uh, an operation? Yes, uh, yes, I really do. Um, I think that for a long time, um, agencies were seen as a bit of a necessary evil by many um, agencies and agency drivers um, treated like second-class citizens and information wasn't shared properly um, around processes and then as soon as something went wrong the agency were uh, were beaten up for it or the driver was banned and really th there was no partnership it, in, in a lot of cases, it felt like a dictatorship. I've, I know I've walked away from a number of clients for that reason. Um, so things like lead vend models and further legislation such as AWR and pay parity went some way to redefining um, the relationship. But that put further pressure on margins, um, which was, which was an, a negative thing for driving agencies to progress. And I think now the value of agencies and their drivers has has been redefined by the driver shortage. Um, we've seen more operators looking at more sustainable partnerships with aligned objectives. No longer just comes down to money um, and who can supply the most drivers. 
we now see senior members of um, our customers collaborating with the agencies as respected partners for, for the greater good. Um, I know more recently we've been asked to support in a better understanding of the neutral Ben model, which resulted in some um, fairer calculations and more accurate calculations um, for the agency charge rate. Now, I, I honestly feel, Sharon, that there's a, a really long way to go. Um, some agencies are working below standard for compliance and service, but operators are embracing um, the contribution of of good agencies and seem to understand that partnership is key to a successful supply relationship. So I hope along the way we can bump the standards up of of many more driving agencies in the UK. Um, Let's hope so. Um, hope so. Sadie, from a recruitment point of view, how is how important is it for you, for your drivers to get a, a, a thorough induction and, and familiarisation training when, when they start with an operator? Absolutely crucial. Um, I think some of that can be done um, through automation. Um, so things like um, video inductions, work in the absence of somebody being able to be there to induct the driver and um, it's always better in my opinion if there is a full site induction and familiarization with the standard operating procedures and a driving assessment as well because it's not reasonable to expect the driving agency to be able to assess their own drivers um, certainly on on lower margin contracts so it's absolutely crucial that the drivers have a walk through of, of the standard operating procedures. Sadie, thank you very much for talking to us today, sharing your story, your insights, and um, your best practice hints and tips for other agencies and operators out there. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And for those of you who want to know more about driving for better business and the benefits to managing and reducing your road risk, please take a look at our website, www.drivingforbetterbusiness.com Thank you. Brought to you by Driving for Better Business.